You're listening to Language Casters Summer Podcast. Yes, indeed, you are listening to languagecaster.com. My name's Damon, and it's Sunday on a wet Tokyo afternoon here, and I'm looking forward to the Euro 2008 final match. How about you, Damien? Where are you? Yep, I'm still here in Thailand, where everyone is also getting ready to watch the final on Sunday.、Uh, I think I'm going to make my way down to one of the fan areas that are showing the game on a big screen in downtown Bangkok, and I'm really, really looking forward to the game. So, what's on today's show? We're going to start with a review of the footballing news last week, and then you and I are going to focus on the two teams in the finals of the European 2008 Championships, Spain and Germany. Before English for football, and then we're going to finish with predictions. Let's go. I, oh, let's go. I, oh, let's go. Okay, let's kick off with the good, the bad, the ugly. Damien. Well, yes, of course, it was good for Spain and Germany as they both won through to the Euro 2008 final. The Germans winning with a last gasp winner against Turkey, while Spain crushed Russia 3-0, took them apart. Different manners of victory, different styles of play, managers, and even footballing history means we're going to have a really intriguing final. Now, talking of finals, the Copa Libertadores final first leg took place, and it was really good for Ecuadorian side LDU Quito as they beat much fancied Brazilian team Fluminense 4-2. Now, if they hold on in the second leg next week, they'll become the first ever team from Ecuador to hold a trophy. That would be a turn up for the books. And of course, it was good for Paul Ince and the English game in general, as he was appointed the new Blackburn boss, and he's the first English black manager to work in the Premier League. He's another ex-Manchester United player to make it good in the Premier League as a manager, joining Steve Bruce and Mark Hughes. How about bad? Now, for my bad, I'm going to look at、uh, Roberto Donadoni, who was fired as manager of the Italian national team as they failed to make it past Spain in the quarter-final. Now, not a popular choice in the first place, Donadoni's struggle to win over the Azzurri fans was hampered by injuries and suspensions to key players. But it was the manner in which they left the tournament that meant he had to go. Italy turned back to World Cup winner Marcelo Lippi to help improve the team's fortunes. I wonder, Damon. Well, it's bad for David Villa, who lit up the early part of the tournament with four goals. He injured himself in the first half in the semi-final match against Russia. And now he's going to miss the final.、Uh, I wonder how Spain are going to cope without him. Is Torres going to be able to fill the gap? We'll have to wait and see. Now, as for ugly,、uh, we're going to go to Colombia, and uh, former uh, Colombian superstar Faustino Asprilla has been charged with a firearms offence after allegedly going on a shooting spree back in his homeland. Pretty bizarre indeed. Yes. Now we've already mentioned that the Euro 2008 final promises to be an intriguing one, if only because of the many contrasts between the two teams. So, on today's main report, we're going to take a closer look at both finalists to see if we can predict a winner. First up is Damon. A look at Germany. Germany in the final. It's something we're getting used to. Seven times in the World Cup with three wins, 
and this is their sixth time in the European Championship Finals, with three wins already under their belt. So looking at form and history, Germany are looking at a less than a 50% chance of winning this final. That's of course what most pundits think too. Spain are the favourites, but Germany come into the game with perhaps less pressure on their shoulders. Will this mean they can relax and play with a freedom that might upset their Spanish opponents? I don't think so. Let's be frank, apart from Portugal, the Germans have had a rather soft route to the finals. Spain, meanwhile, have had to overcome the group of death and the rejuvenated Russians to get where they are. Podolsky and Schweinsteiger's goal threat relies almost entirely on the quick break, and apart from this, Germany have little else to offer, apart from Michael Ballack at set pieces and his industry in the middle of the field. Without him, it's doubtful Germany would have pr progressed this far. But he's unlikely to dominate against a Spanish midfield packed with talent and the key defensive midfield, Senna. There are also rumours that he's injured and may not even feature in the final. This year, he's been a runner-up in the Carling Cup final, in the Champions League final, and of course his team Chelsea finished second in the Premiership race. He's also missed out in a final in the World Cup in 2002 through suspension. Not a lucky player to have. Add to this Lehmann's erratic form between the posts, and it's hard to see Germany coming out on top. But that's what most people said when they played Portugal and at half-time against the Turks. What about Spain, Damien? Now, as Damon has already mentioned, Germany are no strangers to playing in international tournament finals, but the same cannot be said of their opponent Spain. Indeed, in my lifetime they've only played in one final, and that was the 1984 defeat to Michel Platini's France. Since then, it's been said that they've flattered to deceive, even earning the tag of underachievers, and often accused of lacking bottle, though in my opinion this is all rather unfair. They've suffered appalling refereeing decisions at crucial moments, most notably against South Korea in 2002. And they've also been knocked out on penalties on three occasions at the quarterfinal stage in recent competitions. The fact that they went through this time on penalties against their Benoit Italy suggests that this team not only possesses the traditional style of its predecessors, but has grown up. And how? Much of this is down to the dour but very experienced coach Luis Aragonés, who dropped national icon Raúl, decided that wingers were too unpredictable and encouraged the team to play to its strengths, in particular allowing los jugones, literally those that play, well, to play. So the Barcelona pair of Iniesta and Xavi, Valencia's much underrated David Silva, and Arsenal's Cesc Fabricas have all played prominent parts in Spain's run to the final. Can they beat Germany? Yes, they can. Will they beat Germany? Difficult to say, but that penalty win over Italy in the quarterfinals was an important breakthrough for Spain, and I think they're going to run out winners in Vienna on Sunday. I think you're right, Damien. I think Spain are going to win it this time, finally. But football is a funny old game, isn't it? And I wouldn't be surprised to see Germany 
splashed across all of the headlines on Monday morning with another famous victory. Sie hören gerade languagecaster.com. Next up, here's Damien with English for Football. Yaggedy yag, I don't talk back. Yaggedy yag, yaggedy yag. Yaggedy yag, yaggedy yag. Today's English for Football expression is the phrasal verb to take apart. Now, the basic meaning of this phrase is to break something down into separate parts, but it can also mean to destroy something, and it is this meaning that is commonly used in football. So, when a team easily defeats another team, we say that they took them apart. Spain took Russia apart 3-0 in the semi-final of the European Championships, while Holland took France and Italy apart in their earlier group matches. Unfortunately for Damon, he was taken apart in the summer predictions battle by Damien to take apart. Yes, indeed, Damien has taken me apart in the summer predictions battle and that added to me losing my crown in the predictions this year. It's been a sorry few months for me. Let's take a look at uh, the predictions we had last time round. Uh, we focused on the quarterfinals, the first two quarterfinals, Russia against Holland, Spain against Italy. Neither of us called uh, the result correctly there. Both of us thought that Holland would overcome Russia and although I called Spain to beat Italy, I didn't realize or I didn't think they would do it through penalties. Some of the other games we looked at were the World Cup qualifiers, Japan against Bahrain. We both thought Japan would win, but Damien got a perfect score, 1-0. Um, in that game, Japan just squeaked by Bahrain. Uh, not impressive at all. South Korea, North Korea. Um, Damien got that again. He got it right. He thought it would be a draw. And then Iran against Kuwait. Um, I actually called that with a home win for Iran, but the total again is four points to Damien, two to me. He doubles my score again. He's taken me apart. Yeah, it's been a pretty tough campaign for you, Damon, in this summer predictions race, but I'm, I'm sure you'll bounce back next season. Now, only two games this week, but both of them, of course, huge, huge matches, and both of them are finals. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Germany against Spain. Now, my head says Germany, my heart says Spain. And I'm going to go with my heart. I think Spain are going to win this one 2-1. And they're going to finally rid themselves of this underachievers tag that they've been carrying around for, for 40 or 50 years now. Uh, and then the other game is the second leg of the Copa Libertadores final. And it's between Brazil's Fluminense and Ecuador's LDU Quito. Of course, the Ecuadorians won 4-2 last week in the first leg. But I think the Brazilians are going to overturn this game and they're going to win it 3-0 to become um, Copa Libertadores champions. Damon. Very interesting, Damien. Your prediction is going to be pretty hard to beat because I actually agree with you. I think it is the year for Spain. I can't see, as I said before, Germany overcoming the talent that Spain has. Um, so I'm going to go for a 2-0 Spanish victory. And then in the Copa Libertadores final, um, I also agree with you. I do think the Brazilian side are going to be able to come back and beat Quito. Um, so it's going to be, uh, ooh, let me see, you went for 3-0. Well, I'm going to have to go for something like 4-1. And uh, Fluminense are going to take apart Quito and they're going to be crowned Copa Libertadores champions. Well, that's it from this week. Uh, remember, we'll be back next Thursday 
uh, reviewing the Copa Libertadores final and reviewing the Euro 2008 championships. Join us then. See ya. Bye. All right. Take care, everybody. Uh, enjoy all the football, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye bye.